Take the Ron Show wherever you go. Download the America One Radio app to your smartphone and listen on the go. Or in traffic wishing you were on the go. The Ron Show on America One Radio. A lot of talk, a lot of noise coming out of Washington, the House of Representatives to be specific, as Kevin McCarthy is agreeing to bring a bill to the floor that would eliminate almost all federal taxes, imposing a 23% sales tax across the country. Now, according to Nick Knudsen, at Nick Knudsen, U.S., he is the executive director of Demcast USA. He um, writes that the impact would be devastating for working families uh, in a thread on Twitter. Nonpartisan experts, he say, agree that this would be extremely regressive, raising taxes on the middle-class Americans and slashing them for the wealthy. The George W. Bush Treasury Department analyzed a similar proposal. He shares that. They found it would raise taxes by thousands for typical middle-class families. The burden would likely be especially great for seniors and families with children. And continues on Twitter by saying, After years waging a culture war and scaring Americans about immigrants, trans kids, and abortion doctors, what was the first thing they did when they got the gavel? Tried to pick the pockets of working families and hand our money to the rich donors. The fair tax, they like to call it, uh, again, is uh, across-the-board sales tax that would instantly raise taxes on about half the country that already doesn't make enough to pay income taxes as it is. Right away, right away, raises taxes on the half the country that already doesn't make enough to pay federal income taxes. Make no mistake, of course it would never pass the Senate. Joe Biden would never sign it into law. And if anything, maybe this is a gift, an early gift for the 2024 political campaign. Although there's a large chunk of voters, mostly on the right, I would say, that embrace simple. They just do. They embrace simple ideas. And so a couple of things about this proposal are worth pointing out. For one, the big part is the right-wing wet dream, eliminating the IRS. Ah, you know they want to do that. Get rid of the IRS. They totally want to do that. They want to shift this tax strategy, this tax collection strategy, back to the states. Uh Uh-huh. So that strategy has some problems, though. Uh, Five states don't even impose a sales tax. Well, five that I know of. And uh, every state exempts a range of purchases that would apparently be subject to the national sales tax that's being proposed. The bill allows the Treasury to administer a national sales tax in states that do not agree to administer it. This would suggest some sort of federal apparatus for tax collection is required, which, if you think too hard about it, sounds like it would need to involve something like the IRS. (laughs) And that's another thing. Not only are you raising taxes on half the country, roughly half the country that don't make enough to pay income taxes, You're also raising taxes on folks that live in states that don't have a sales tax to begin with. And just on groceries alone, the average American family spends about $438 a month on groceries. That sounds kind of low. That's that's the data I got here. When was this done? 2021. $438 per household. 
So think about that. If the average American household spends $438 a month on groceries, uh, 23% tax would mean an additional $100 a month on the grocery tip. You think eggs are expensive now? Add a 23% tax to those eggs. <laughs> we can put little Kevin McCarthy stickers right there on the, uh, on the shelf by the cost of the eggs, can we? No? Okay. No, we shouldn't do that. Now, there are those that say that the quote-unquote freeloaders who don't pay anything need to put some skin in the game. Okay, that, that's all That's all fine. Well, I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, except that making poor people pay more for things that they absolutely need to survive on, food, shelter, clothing, doesn't get them out of poverty. I don't understand the mindset. But what it does is it, it gives a tax increase for the poor and the working poor. It shifts a little more burden on the middle class, and it gives a huge tax break to the more well-off. In fact, the more well-off you are, the bigger the tax break is. And if we've learned nothing in the last 40 years, it's that trickle-down economics do not trickle down. When I hear somebody who believes in trickle-down economics say, well, a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, sure, but doesn't the tide need to be raised from the bottom and not the top? Because if you raise starting at the higher water line, you're just flooding those who are already below and drowning. All right, a few more things to point out. According to the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, this bill is described as a 23% sales tax, but it's really about 30% and can't even be higher than that. I'm going to read from their article. Under the bill, if you buy something that costs $100 before tax, you pay $30 national sales tax. That's not even counting the state and local. Because that $30 is 23% of your gross payment of $130, your payment including the sales tax. Proponents claim this method of calculation is more comparable to how we think about the income tax, but its main result is widespread confusion. The article continues, if enacted, the tax would almost surely be amended to have an even higher rate. Back in 2004, William Gale at the Tax Policy Center estimated that simply replacing the taxes eliminated under the plan would require that the national sales tax have a rate of 60%. So it sounds to me like Uncle Sam would have about half of what it normally survives on with this tax. By the way, uh, the article also points out, while the fair tax does provide families with rebates that could equal several thousand dollars a year, this is not nearly enough to offset the financial hit most Americans would face from the new national sales tax. Back in 2004, ITEP estimated that if the fair tax were enacted and the national sales tax rate was set at 45%, the poorest 80% of Americans would face net tax hikes from the proposal, while most of those among the richest 20% would enjoy net tax cuts, which we know is the goal. The Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy plans to re-estimate the proposal because a great deal has changed, of course, since 2004. 
For example, eliminating the personal income tax would mean elimination of the child tax credit, which is a greater blow now that the Trump tax law doubled that credit. It would also mean that families receiving tax credits to help pay health insurance premiums under the Affordable Care Act would lose those tax credits and instead pay a new national sales tax on their premiums. Mm -hmm. The costs of the so-called fair tax could be even greater now for typical Americans than when ITEP warned the public about the plan back in the early 2000s. I will share that article, by the way, in today's show notes at runshowatl.com. Just making you aware that while there's no chance in hell that any House passed bill calling for this proposal would ever even see the Senate floor, let alone pass the Senate and make it to the president's desk, he, of course, then wouldn't sign it either. I think it's important that we are all armed with the information that nips this, nip it in the bud, nips this in the bud. (laughs) Barney Five. Nip this in the bud because you can't let something that is just a horrible idea grow, sprout wings, and take flight. It's a bad idea. It's what we call a regressive tax. Regressive meaning the poorest would face the harshest impacts to their fiscal well-being while the well-off get a nice tax break. And if we're being honest, in the last 40 years, the well-off have been getting nice tax breaks. And the trickle-down effect that we were supposed to see from the well-off getting those breaks and having that extra money to spend and the corporations with their corporate tax breaks, the more money to spend, where, where is it? We, we don't have, we don't have uh, unparalleled infrastructure. We don't have uh, uh, the finest school system on the planet. We don't have world-class health care for all. So we have to admit that what they call supply-side economics, we call trickle-down economics, has been nothing but an abject failure. It has shifted income from the working class, the middle class, to the wealthiest 1%. And our median wages have stagnated while cost of living has gone up. And it's even worse for the poorest among us. You want to know why ambition is struggling in this country? Why people don't seem to have the same work ethic they used to? Why Mental health is so necessary, so needed by so many in this country. It's just a sense. We have this sixth sense that doesn't, for all of us, spell out exactly how we're getting screwed. But this, y'all, is how we're getting screwed. And the Republicans, the dog that caught the car when it comes to abortion rights, now wants to catch another car by floating this fair tax trial balloon. I mean, I I used to think, go ahead, go for it. But my God, they went for it with with abortion rights. And they may have paid a little bit of the price of the midterms, but I think 2024 is going to be the telling tale, right? Because we have a presidential election coming up, more Senate seats, all the House seats, obviously. 
and we don't have lines getting redrawn for another eight years. So you'd like to think that some of those repercussions are going to set in for 2024, 2026, 2028, 2030. But will they? I don't know. This is why I, I, I tell folks all the time, being an American citizen, being a voting citizen in this country is like signing up for a civics class that never ends. But you get to take a test every two years to determine if you're paying attention. And if you're not paying attention to what the GOP is floating in the House right now, well, you better be because they're coming for your money and letting the wellest of well-off keep their own more than they already have. We have 40 years of data that shows that the wealthiest among us, when getting their tax breaks, do not reinvest it. That big business that gets their tax breaks don't reinvest. They now do stock buybacks, which they're now allowed to do to make the wealthier stockholders of those companies even more wealthy while eviscerating collective bargaining and benefits and putting the burden of retirement on you through your 401k, which by the way is again tied to stocks, which is just fodder for hedge fund managers to make more money off of your hard-earned savings. I know what you're saying. Ron, you just said it's not going to pass the Senate. President Biden's not going to sign it. What are you worried about? We didn't think Roe v. Wade would be repealed either. I'm just saying, stay vigilant, pay attention, and make sure your friends and neighbors are as well. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with EXP Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post-COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped-up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in Metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money, and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s, with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property, now if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure. But the values aren't dropping. So you still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website ronontheReal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty.